The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello, it's that time of the week again with me, Sean Holly, Shane Williams and Kyle Reese. Yeah, it's the Tuesday Club. We're on episode three, boys, already of series three. Uh, brought to you, of course, by Buffoon Media, our media partners. And you could say brought to you by Premier Builders for all your local building needs. From Fab Four Coffee for all your celebrity coffee with a twist. And Great Days Golf, bringing golfers together. <laughs> Not really, it's just our businesses. Well, you know, the only difference there is that they are your businesses and I work for the business. But hey, one day I've got something to aspire to be my, my, my co-host. When I... How are you doing, boys? All right? Very good. Very good. Keeping going. Busy delivering coffee, Shane, and packaging it up and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, still yeah, still on the front line, as uh, as Mike would say. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure who had, the, who had the best deal, to be honest with you. Me... <laughs> Packing, dealing with complaints, doing all the deliveries, uh, logging uh, bags of post on the post office there, or Mike Phillips sipping a coffee on Dubai Beach on the Jeremiah there. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I can see him now. I can see Phil's on a, like a Zoom call to you. He's going, um, yeah, but I'm a legend. I don't want to be out selling coffee. Oh. You know, My name should sell the coffee for us. I bet you get that, do you? Do you know that his best one? His best one is this is his last um, one line I had of him. We're not selling coffee, boys. We're selling the Fab Four. So that's um, <laughs> that might be our logo, actually, or our slogan. That's yeah. Mike Phillips might... down to a T, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How's your week been, Kyle? Yeah, good, mate. You know, obviously everyone knows when I'm not acting, I'm on the building sites, but it's been a torrid old time the last sort of month or two because it just hasn't stopped raining or snowing. So um, yeah, it's been it's been good. We're we're high spirited and um, getting the job done. So yeah, yeah. Well, good. thanks to all our followers and listeners. Um, we had a good reaction to last week. We had Alex Popham on a course, and a very serious and controversial sort of issue. Um, but it was great for Alex to to come on and his wife Mel. We had a great response from everybody. So we're doing our bit, boys. We're doing our bit not for not just for awareness, but. Um, to try and keep everybody a little bit entertained, you know, give give everybody forty minutes uh, to listen to us chew the fat, as it were. But um, it's keeping us going as well, I suppose. You know, I know we do all different things and that, but it's nice to catch up with you two every week, and you know? also it gives us an excuse to do that, doesn't it, Shane? Yeah, of course it does, and uh, you know, it's it's a tough time for everyone, and yeah, you know, I've done a lot of work on the CT and and the concussion thing before. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Pops was diagnosed, you know, and, and I spoke to Pops after doing the, the programme. So, um, in fairness to him, you know, he does something, he does it 100%, and he's, you know, it's a great charity, and, you know, we all wish him the best, and the family is, it's it's sad to see, and it's sad, sad to hear when it's someone you know, you know, so um, mm. wish him all the best with that. But, yeah, look, we all need we all need a bit of company, don't we? We all need something to simulate us and get us through things, and uh, especially in this tough, horrible crappy shitty time um so yeah it's, it's it's good to jump on and just chat to people and it'd be much nicer when we can see each other face yeah. to face but look yeah. it's not worth it at the moment is it and yeah. so you know stick to the rules let's get through this and the quicker we we kind of stick to the rules the quicker we'll get through it really so yeah. um yeah look if you know looking forward to getting up to the other side it's um there's a couple of funny things that have happened to me this week two things really one on either side one um 
my dad got called for his injection last week. Um, seventy seven, so I was I was chuffed. But we took I took him down um, because he's had a he's had a a foot injury. He's in a bloody boot. But anyway, that's another story. And um, I took him down to Margan Park Orangery down there. And do you know what? It was really well organised. But it was like cars going in, told where to park, you'd on the dot, drive him to the entrance, in his mask, out he goes, group of people. Do you know, it was a little bit something like out of a sci-fi movie. Mm. It was really, it brought it home to me, you know, brilliant what everybody's doing, particularly the volunteers, but there was that. And then last night, as you know, boys, I got a group of friends and we, we, we used to go walking on a Sunday, the Sunday searches, and it's been weeks and weeks and weeks. So I did a sports quiz from last night on Zoom. We had 10 of us on the Zoom, and it, it was just brilliant. Like, you know, it was, it was mm. quite emotional. Boys had a couple of cans there, did a sports quiz. and But it's, it's the simple things, Kyle, that we're missing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we've been doing this now since, uh, well, a year ago, just last week maybe or whatever it was, Tuesday Club's birthday last week, a happy birthday. Um, but since that, we've been we've been doing this in lockdown. We've only ever done a podcast in lockdown, and... I feel like I've stayed quite chipper, quite positive throughout it all, and it's a difficult thing to do. And last week, I don't know what happened, but I was just sitting there, and I had a real moment where I was just, I was just ready to throw in the towel. I was just fed up, not to the extremes of you know throwing in the towel entirely, but I just had a moment where I was just like, you know what? I just want to go places. I want to see people. I want to enjoy my friends and family and. You know, it's and it is. It's, I said it before. It's becoming like 1984, the novel by George. However, Orwell. however, mate, you had a moment last week having Alex Popham on. We're healthy. We're healthy. Yeah. You know, physically yeah. and mentally. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Aside from COVID, COVID, we're a lot worse off. So uh, yeah. anyway, that's that. Six nations, Shane. Six nations on Saturday, Sunday. God, it's weird. Me and you would be flat out normally this week. Q&A, dinners, uh, commentary, whatever. It's going to be a strange one, mate, isn't it? Uh, six, six Nations again. We've only just had the Six Nations, haven't we? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, look, it is weird. Um, yeah, it's... You almost, you almost, there's no hoilers there when you speak about it at the moment because... You know, the Six Nations, the British Nice Lions, the World Cups, it's all about your interaction with fans and the team and your team doing well or your team losing or, or big rivalries. You know, you've got a big game in the weekend, can't wait to go out and watch it. So you lose a lot of that when well, when you haven't got the crowd and the support, you know, really. And the fact that, you know, we'll, we'll be less busy then as well as, as pundits and commentators and... And having to chat about it, it's just very, very bizarre to be honest with you. And I, you know, it just doesn't feel like the Six Nations at the moment. Unfortunately, it was my favourite time of year. It was up there with Christmas, whether it was before I played for Wales or when I was playing for Wales. Because before I played for Wales, I was in the pub watching it with my mates, and <laughs> and those are the times that you 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 always talk about and remember, you know. And um, and obviously, when I played for Wales, is the greatest. Greatest moment, uh, sporting moments of my life. So, and when you played for Wales, yeah. you were in the pub after the games. Yeah, well, I waited for the game <laughs> to finish, but you know, but yeah, so it's it's a strange one for me. I know I I love the tradition and the history of the Six Nations. I'm still going to obviously you know support it as much as I can. I'll, I'll be covering a couple of the games from studios or or wherever, which is again bizarre, but. You know, I'm I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna support Wales as uh, as as much as I can and hopefully they'll be successful. But 
yeah, it's just it's just a really bizarre situation we're in at the moment. But again, dig in, deal with it, and uh, and hopefully you know we'll we'll have a lot of rugby to look forward to in the future. Well, Kyle and I were discussing. Uh, I, I sort of guessed you'd be working, and I'm working for Sunday. But the Scotland game a week on Saturday. Um, Kyle and I were discussing maybe doing a little watch along. You know, we're going to be in the house watching it on our own anyway. You can't yeah. have mates around. You can't go down the pub. So we, you know, we can get on one of these and still watch the game and have an interaction and a chat that way. So uh, if there's any listeners out there who fancy doing a bit of that, then Kyle and I at least will jump on for the Scotland game. Shane's not, if, if you're not working, mate, I'm sure you pop on for half an hour. But, you know, if anybody's interested in that, we'll do that. Kyle, good idea? Good idea to do the watch yeah. along. Yeah, it's a good idea. I, I, I remember when... Um, you started doing them with Under the Sticks every Saturday morning and it felt like I was, I had you guys there on my, on YouTube live on my MacBook and then I had um, the t- the game that you were all watching on the telly and it is the closest thing to watching a game with your pals like you would in these current circumstances and, you know, for, for rugby fans or boys involved professionally in rugby like yourselves, Everybody knows how much different it is being with your friends, even if you're in a pub, even if you've gone over your mate's house on a Saturday afternoon to watch a game. There's nothing yeah, better than yeah. watching it with people uh, than just sitting there on your own, you know, for me anyway. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great idea, Sean. I think, um, yeah, exactly what Kyle said. It's interaction, isn't it? It's, you know, not sitting there and, and turning to the side to say, well, what do you think about that? And realising there's, there's no one bloody sad next year. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I've been there enough times, you know. I I love going to the, uh, the the stadiums and watching the games, but it's hard work when there's no one there. So to be, you know, to do this and have a chat during the game, you know, was it a red card? Is it a try? Isn't it a try? Yeah. Is that a knock on? That's what it's all about, and and we're all experts, even even when we're not experts, aren't we? So, <laughs> well, I tell you what, yeah, Paul, we'll, let's do it. Let's do it. If there's a game you are not working and I'm not working and. Kyle's not working because he'll have his own his own man will have him out mixing or something like that. No, <laughs> never, 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 never on a game day. We, we'll pick a game, look right, and uh, we'll do it, three of us, yeah. and um, and uh, we'll we'll get people on on a on a, a thread. They can ask us questions and interact with us, and we, we'll do it. And uh, hey, if ten people watch it, so what? That makes thirteen of us, yeah. and we'll have a great time. So we'll, we'll, okay. we'll have a beer together or a lemonade. We'll have a beer. That, that's a great idea, mate. And if everybody wants to yeah. donate beer to the three of us while we're doing it, then. <laughs> Please do yeah. so. Now, uh, talking of watching, um, let's let's go to our, uh, our new feature for Series 3. It's called What You're Watching. Uh, I got something up my sleeve for a bit later. But, uh, Kyle, anything you've been uh, screwing your eyes on this week? Um, I think I mentioned it last week because you mentioned Designated Survivor, but um, Amy's never seen it. We are fully invested in the West Wing. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen the West Wing, it's seven seasons. It's 22 episodes per season hour long and it is some of the best drama comedy writing acting you will ever see on screen it's a bit dated now because i think it started like late uh, mid to late 90s but it is phenomenal and like i said last week um martin sheen is and will always be the best on-screen president of the united states that they will ever be so my pick this week is the west wing good one good one have you watched it Shane? I have no, no. no I I'm, 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 a, I'm an extremist. I either like really funny stuff like uh, Shit's Creek. I've been watching, which is hilarious. Uh, if if you like that kind of thing, or I'm right extreme zombie apocalypse kind of <laughs> end of the world. 
um, <laughs> nonsense. And I watched, um, what's it called? Oh, is it Songbird on Amazon Prime? Songbird. Which is a songbird, yeah. It's, it's basically um, it's basically about COVID, but it's it's a developed COVID. I think it's COVID-23, so it's it's all these different strains of it. And it's, oh, is that Kate much Winslet? happening? No, 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 no. no. Oh, somebody it's, told me um... it's a Kate Winslet film. <laughs> Don't you love it when people, when somebody does a, oh my God, isn't, isn't that so-and-so? Uh, no, mate, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a different film again. That's, uh, you're, you're thinking of Contagion, aren't you? Yes. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Which is Can't another great that. film I enjoy. Is, is it worth a watch? It's the end of the world. Is the Songbird <laughs> worth a watching? Because I've seen it advertised, it looks interesting. The Songbird is worth a watch because you can relate to it now. Yeah. Like if you watched it ten years ago, you'd be like, "Oh, this is a load of crap." Because you got a woman who's stuck in a in a in a an apartment, won't leave the room. You know, she's worried about catching this disease. But you know, look at us now. You know, it's um, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? But so I, I watched it because of that, and not much action. A couple of things happened, but it was just very interesting. So I'm on my I'm on the hunt now for the next. Either documentary or something like that. Something right. either really funny go. or really depressing. Right, here we go. This is mine, right? The Serpent. Oh, BBC iPlayer? No. Crazy. Right. My wife, Shirley, she said, we got, having told her to watch this, and I thought, well, BBC iPlayer, is, you know, I, I watch a bit of sport or a bit of uh, uh, diet, didn't it? You know? But... I, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And it's re- it's basically a reenactment of, uh, in the mid-70s, there was a guy of, um, he was a French-Asian, but he, he was a serial killer, right? He was going as a gem dealer based in Bangkok, but he was killing uh, hippies and travelers, right? Backpackers, essentially. He was drugging them. He had a bit of a, like, a hotel with a pool, and then he was having parties, he was drugging them, and he was stealing their passports and their travellers' checks, and he was stealing their identity and going to Hong Kong and Nepal and this, that, and the other. But he was killing them. And uh, it's, a, it's an amazing story, but it's a painful watch. I was telling Eddie Butler this on Saturday night. It's only eight episodes, but you've got to watch it because it's a true story. And you know what they do with those things at the end? They show the real him, and him, oh, oh, my God. It's a some of it you got to watch behind the settee, some of it you got to watch behind the pillow, but it's brilliantly played right by the main characters. And and surprisingly, you know, BBC iPlayer, I really sort of enjoyed it. It was one of those at the end. I, I'm glad it was over, you know. But but true story, the serpent. That's one for you, Shane. All right, no zombies, okay. but um, no, no zombies. But there you go. Right now, okay. now another little feature we're doing on the Tuesday Club in uh, Series Three is we, we're getting some listeners' questions, and I'm delighted to say, Kyle, we've got quite a few this week, haven't we? Um, let, let, let's give you this one first. Uh, it's from Katie Walsh, and it's a rugby question at uh, Cam Walsh. Thank you, Katie. What's your favourite part about the rugby culture? Is it? Is it? Is this for? Is this for, for everyone? Is it for everyone? Is you it? go. You go. Yeah, for everyone. You go, Shane. What's your? What was your part of being of of the rugby culture, whatever that is? Yeah. Well, the rugby culture for me didn't change from from uh, probably junior rugby all the way up to my senior senior rugby professional and international and then retirement really, and that that was the whole community and the spirit it it. Uh, brought to the town and the fun and games and the happiness it, it kind of brought to everyone, you know. And I've experienced it all. Um, 
you know, growing up, uh, play, uh, playing for the Ammon United, seeing how much it meant to the town when the Ammon was successful. You know, it's just it's just incredible. And, you know, you go on to there, then you, you become, I became a fresh and rugby player, then, you know, the, what Neath meant to me, and then eventually getting the Welsh team and Lions and everything. But the whole... The whole values and everything never changed. It's, it was about enjoying the game, you know, making the most of it and, and loving the experience. And then, you know, it, it was just fantastic. I loved everything about rugby because it brought out the best in people. And when I came back and retired and everything, I went back and played for the Amman, you know, and we and the Amman got to the final of the bowl in the Millennium Stadium, Principality Stadium. You know, I was just like, oh my God, this is up there with winning Grand Slams. And winning, you know, uh, leagues with with the Ospreys and, and playing for the Lions because the feelings were exactly the same, you know, success, failure, you know, supporting your club, uh, etc. And and I think I just think that's a big part of rugby. It's uh, it, it's what it brings and the values it brings, and I absolutely love it. It's brought the best out of me, you know. It's brought the best out of uh, you know the clubs and the teams I played for and. Uh, and long may it continue, and I can't wait for it to get back. Especially, you know, grassroots, grassroots rugby, junior rugby, and and everything that's that it comes with. It's just I miss it. I really do. All right. Okay, quick story before I ask you, Kyle. Um, you can imagine how many games and training sessions, you know, Shane and I were uh, ten years pretty much, right? And then he's gone back to play for the army. <laughs> I'm working for Scrum Five. I've got to go down to uh, Lampeter. Uh, I think it was a semi-final, right? Yeah. And um, he's playing massive crowd for for that. And I'm doing a piece on him, right? So a quick interview as he's warming up. Interview the crowd as the game's going on, and interview him after. <laughs> Some guy, right? <laughs> Some guy was about ten minutes. Absolutely, yeah. Paul actually bre- What did he break his jaw? Yeah, he fractured jaw, didn't he? Cheekbone, he didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He did the interview, fair play after, but uh, yeah. talk about the rugby culture going back hey, to do, play. Do you know that a funny thing about that as well? That evening, I was down in the diplomat in Llanelli That's doing. Right. Um, um, uh, well, I was meant to be doing a talk with Phil Bennett, and I could I couldn't open my mouth, <laughs> so I went to this dinner, and I, I I got up to talk, and I just couldn't say anything, and and Phil just had to take over. It was it was just ridiculous, <laughs> and, and you know I I played how many years? Over ten years, professional rugby. And I played about five minutes of Division Two West against Cardigan, and that's one of the biggest injuries I've had. Dirty uh, gets there. Dirty. If, if you want to know the full story, that you've got to come and watch Shane and I the Q and A when the clubs open again because it is hilarious. There's a backstory as well to that by the touch judge. But anyway, Kyle, what does rugby culture mean to you? Katie's question. Uh, well, it's, I think it's kind of the same answer for everybody, whether you're a fan, a player, a coach. If you're involved in rugby, it's it's one big community. Um, as a fan, uh, one of the best things that I've ever seen is when you go, or not probably not just to the principality, but other stadiums as well. But I experienced um, a couple of fans, and you could tell that they were there just for the day. They perhaps weren't rugby fans. They weren't club fans. They were there just because it was an international, and everybody knows that Cardiff and International Day is a brilliant day out. And they were given, um, I think it was against England, we were playing England, and they were giving these English boys a bit of stick. And then I just seen a load of these old women, not old, but, you know, middle-aged women, all with their daffodils on, 
and there was a couple of fellas in front of him and they just all turned round and were like look if you're not here for the rugby don't take it out on the English fans we're not football fans here they're all screaming and shouting at each other and one fighting so I think that's one of the the best things about the rugby culture is it's so inclusive for everybody whether yeah. you've never picked a ball up before and you know you you want to go and watch a game as a true rugby fan will well if, if you're like, like me you'll teach them the rules after four pints of brains in ten minutes and I don't even know it myself but um, that's one of the things I love about rugby culture is it's so it's so inclusive and you know those days out you meet people sometimes you do meet people in the stadium that I don't know, you could see him again two Six Nations later and you'll go, oh my God, how's it going? What have you been up to? You know, and you'll see people there and you'll remember them. And what I love as well is the interaction between the different nations. I mean, the last Six Nations, it was prematurely short, uh, cut short with the Scotland game. But me, me and Amy managed to go up for the, for the France game. And you can go on my Instagram and have a look. I met, I met friends with this, I made friends with this French fella and we sat next to each other and I gave him my dragon head and he gave me his beret and we just sat next to each other all the way through and I was I was obviously you know 10 pints deep and I was trying to say I could speak French and I think I was saying something like I'm from Wales and I have one brother and two sisters but very badly in French because that's all I can remember <laughs> from school but it was brilliant. That's so. That's what I love. The in, the inclu- inclusivity, inclusivity. Is that a word? Yeah, inclusivity. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, it, and it is that. And I, I'm with Shane on. Um, you know, we go back to playing junior rugby and uh, club rugby, and those those your mates still then. I get a bit of it still with my cricket club. You know, um, that changing room after a win, and I I, I reflect back to professional rugby, uh, more so as a coach, and there's nothing like that changing room after a win that uh, that's mm. what I miss that's what I really love about it and then do you know the the, the team run Shane before a big game you know let's say we're down yeah. in San Sebastian Barrett's or Claremont and you just have to Shane's running around I got my whistle and my clipboard and it's just a look you know it's like a look of Oh, this yeah. is a big. This is great. We're, we're lucky to be here. You know, I can't wait for this. You know, so you know that that that's it, Katie from the three of us. Thanks for that. I got one here from Sai Girl Three at K Went Z Hunter. Nice handle. Um, this is for me and you, Kyle. How do you feel your podcast has been enhanced by the addition of Shane Williams? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't use the word enhanced. That's not the first word that came uh, to yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel question, I feel very privileged that uh, Shane came on. You know, I know he wouldn't have come on if it wasn't for you, Sean, and the long relationship you two have had. But going from somebody that watched him play all all his life and all his career and all the success he's had, and then meeting him a couple of times and still fangirling over him and. Then being able to say, "Oh, do you want to be a co- co-host on mine and Sean's podcast?" I think it's. I feel very privileged. We've got the elite of the elite every Tuesday or Monday when we record, sitting here, you know, just counting the minutes down. Right, when can I get off this bloody Zoom call with these fellas? <laughs> I know. But no, I feel very privileged, and you have enhanced it, mate. And, and what I love is, I've said to Sean a few times is when we've had guests on, when it's just been the three of us, something will come up and then I'll just hear you in the background and you'll chirp up with a one-liner and it just buckles me. So That's what he's brought. He's brought a sense, a real sense of comedy. That's what he brought, man, yeah. to be fair to you. Yeah, well, look, to be to be fair as well, it's, you know, we're not trying to right all the wrongs in the world, are we? We're not trying to uh, uh, solve anything. We're just having a laugh and I think that's exactly how these 
podcast should be really you know it's uh, it's not staged most of us aren't actors um, <laughs> even, though even though I have been in Stella by the way I don't of course you have massive but, part um, but you know it's it's all about having fun it's, it's all about camaraderie it's about having a crack as Tommy Bow would say and I was with him speaking to him earlier on and uh, you, you know we don't have enough fun do we this world's very very serious I think and especially in this time I think we've just got to have a bit of fun uh, take a mick out of ourselves a little bit and if you like it then great and I'm, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm in a, a good addition then maybe I are your brilliant addition mate brilliant addition but uh, last one then Suze Davis through Instagram this is a, a topical one boys uh, especially for you and I Shane uh, Australia offers to host the 2021 British and Irish Lions Tour. Uh, and she says, they so should bring it down under. What are your thoughts, lads? P.S. Loving you being back on air. Oh, Sue, thank you so much. Thanks, Sue. You've got thank a chance you. Of winning a poster this week. You have, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever what woman. What do you think? Uh, Kyle, quickly come to you. Uh, it's meant to be in South Africa. Aussies have offered it. We all know a lot of the unions are strapped for cash. What do you think? Well, they they offer to cover the costs as well for both South Africa and the Lions, and they still share all the profits. So you, it's it's kind of a no brainer, really. But I know, like somebody like my dad this morning when I told him, he was just like, "Really? So so will they still be going to Australia on the next one?" Because ah. he's somebody that I know a lot of people they wait in for that Australian trip because to go down to Australia, I know you two have both been there quite a bit. But it just, you know, the Gold Coast and it just looks incredible to go there, the weather. But I don't know. I, do it, I say. You can't go to South Africa because of this new variant of COVID. You know, they start in door-to-door tests and door-to-door vaccines or whatever it is in South Africa. Um, it's not one of the, the most... I've never been there, but I've heard it's not one of the safest places in the world at the best of times anyway. And you've got to have protection sometimes or whatever. But... Why not go down there, you know? I'm sure we mentioned last series that oh, someone's struggling with Australian rugby, they need some money or whatever. Get it down there. Everyone will be landing who's got tickets. I think there's a, there's a bit of that in it, I think. But uh, it's because Andy Maranos, who's a South African, used to play for Newport and the Dragons. Uh, and chief exec. And Wales, yeah. Uh, he's chief exec of uh, Australian Rugby Union, I think. So what yeah. do you think, Shane? Is this just a left fielder? Is this still in the park? Well... It's a left fielder, isn't it? But it's it's definitely an option. Um, look, uh, you know, we're not going to South Africa, are we? Don't look like. No, I, I don't think that's happening, and and I think it would be pretty reckless at the moment if if that was if we decided to do that, which I'm utterly gutted about. But um, you know, we we've got to be careful. But um, I think the other option is having a British and Irish Lions tour in the UK, which I just. I, that just blows my mind. That's not going to work. I'm sorry. It's not a you know, tour, is it? It's not a tour. No, no, it's, no, well, exactly. no. It's 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 like going to Bournemouth with the end of lemons, isn't it? It's not going <laughs> to work. Um, and I, I, I just think that you know, I, it's it is an option. I don't, I, I honestly don't see it happening either. To be honest, that's the that's the problem. I think um, you know, we've got to look at things like. It's going to be more expensive to go to Australia if you're a if you're a supporter if you can get there. Mm. You know, you know the the sheer numbers of people that are going to be trying to go through the border and stuff. It might be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. Um. And like you say, the, the, you know they've they've got you know, they've got alliance to coming up in a few years' time as well. It's close. You know, I don't know. It's it's really hard. You know, my my ideal thing would be to postpone it until, um, you know, 
we are safe. We can go to South Africa because I love South Africa, by the way. It is, obviously, it's like any country, really. There are places in which you've got to be very careful for safety reasons. But one of my favourite tours was 2009 Lions Tour. Absolutely loved it. And I was really looking forward to going there as a, as a supporter because there's so many different places you're going to visit, so many different things you can do, safari, oh God, wine tasting, etc., etc. You know, I was really looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, for me, postponement would be the best option. But then you've got the World Cup then close to next year. Uh, it's, it's, it is an absolute nightmare. I don't see it going to Australia. I really don't. I think logistically it, it's... It'll, it's too costly um, and, and I've already seen fans moaning about they're going to have to spend a bit more money to go to Australia yeah. which yeah. they will I can assure, it's, it's, it's a lot more expensive than uh, uh, than South Africa um, and it changes everyone's plans as, as a fan and, and I think the Lions tour is all about the supporters you know obviously it's, it's, it's all about people have saved for 10 20 years to go on these Lions tours and they want to get it right. They want to be safe but at the same time they, they want to go on the tour that they were meant to go on as well. So I think there's just too many things against it. Um, so, you know, my ideal situation would be postpone it for a year and make that work. Um, yeah. But I don't know what you think, Sean. I think the same, mate. Um, <laughs> no amount of selfishness here, mate. <laughs> for no. those listeners who don't know, Shane and I were ready to go on safari and uh, with a group uh, to South Africa, Drakensberg Mountains, as we say, wine tasting, Robin Island, uh, Table Mountains. You know, it is a fantastic place, Kyle, if you get it. You know, yeah, you do your horror stories, and, you know, there's a strong element of that, but come to Talbot and go a couple of blocks back. It's it's not the safest <laughs> of places in the world where we live, mate, is it? So, um, yeah, I agree. I think, I think we've got to bite the bullet and say, even though it's a year out from the World Cup in France, we do it next year, all being well, where people can travel. Because Shane's right, it's a supporters tour, and uh, you know it's a touring entity. British and Irish Lions. Yeah. At this point, I I have to offer a public apology to the whole of Ireland. I got wrapped on the knuckles because while commentating on Saturday night, I called Tyke Furlong a British Lion. He's not. He's a British and Irish Lion. And I got severely wrapped around the knuckles by my Irish friends. Um, that won't be happening again, Shane. So uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Right, let's go back to the Six Nations to round up then. Uh, we're running short of time, but uh, it's a big one this weekend. The first weekend of the Guinness uh, Six Nations. Wales are at home to Ireland. Um, England are obviously favourites. They are the holders. But France, of course, have been the resurgence side. Came so close last time out. Who are the favourites, Kyle? It's got to be England, isn't it? And England always the favourite. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah, even when we won Grand Slams, England are favourites, and, and and they have the biggest player pool. They are the reigning champs. They are the Autumn Nations Cup holders, whatever that meant. Um, but there was a chink in the armour, Shane. France running really close in that Autumn Cup. Yeah. Hey, look, um, I'm looking forward to seeing France in this in this Six Nations. Um, a bit more time under Gauthier and um, and Edwards. Um, God, they got some exciting players in that squad now, haven't they? And they play as a team, which yeah. um, whenever you mention that in the sentence in France, you know you're in for trouble, really. Uh, France should have won that game. Yeah. If you ask me, I, th- I thought they were the better team. But um, yeah, they're, they're on the resurgence. I think they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I would go for France in, the, in, in this tournament. And um, 
I think you know Wales we're a little bit behind. We don't have the strength and depth of an England and a, a, and certainly an Ireland and France at the moment. However, we'll have a go. Our first game's Ireland at home. Um, form has nothing to do with how successful Wales are sometimes in Six Nations. 2007, Fiji knock you out the World Cup. You win you win the Grand Slam the following year. Um, 2004, horrendous year with Wales. We win the Grand Slam 2005. So. Don't don't uh, look into that too much. Don't look too much into the the regions and how they're doing compared to the likes of Leinster and 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 Munster and Ulster. You know, I think we can give Ireland a real go. It's all about guts and glory on the day. And uh, we're playing in Cardiff, no fans, but it's still an intimidating stadium to come to. So um, look, at the start of the Six Nations, I'm almost optimistic. I don't know if I'll be as optimistic after the game, but. Um, we, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing Wales play. But France as well, excited. Dupont, Intermac, yeah. uh, Intermac, yeah. oh, you know, if, and so on. They're a and class so act. On. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm going to go France as a favourite. Uh, we we've got Ireland as we say on Sunday. Hey, look at their squad, Kyle Ireland. You know, it's a bit like Leinster. You take your pick. You know, and both Leinster and Manchester top of the Guinness Pro 14 conferences. Uh, and then, and then the second, the second teams are Connaught and Ulster. So the four yeah, Irish teams know, are top, first and second in both. Crazy. But 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 as Shane said, look, let's take the regional form out of the out of the equation. We've got some experience in there. We are lacking game time for Ken and Alan Wynn and Jonathan Davis and Liam Williams and so on. But it's international rugby. You know, these are international animals. They they can potentially go out in front up early on, and a lot will ride on this first game. Anybody you'd like to see? Play other than Lewis Resummit, maybe because that's your, that's your <laughs> yeah. go-to. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fed, I'm fed up of saying it, really. Um, I th- I think uh, you know, like you know, Lewis is, hopefully gets an opportunity. It was quite a strange autumn cup for a lot of the youngsters, wasn't it? Because there there's a lot of chopping and changing. But um, do, do you know what? It's 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 a left fielder, but I'm 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 excited to see if if Dan Lydia's going to play. Um, I think he will. I, I I think he will as well because. Yes, he's he's on top form, but he's only doing now what he's been doing the last three or four years, and that's tackling people uh, with his face on around their ankles. <laughs> but but, but it, it's just so effective, isn't it? You know, it's it, he's an absolute animal, and I think that'll change the whole dynamics of the way that that Wales will play. Um, the breakdown now is key to how how it works to the success of teams because that's where all the penalties are coming from. That's where all the turnovers are coming from, and that's where teams, you know, whoever can look after the ball or turn the ball over the quickest are the most successful in rugby at the moment. And I think you've got Dan Lydia chopping ankles. You've got someone like uh, Tips and, and Falata around, around the fringes there just, just nicking the ball every time. If Wales can get a lot of ball, you know, I think they can do something. And George, I think it's really important as well that you've got key players that are on form, like George North. Uh, someone like Tipperick. Tolupe Falatau has been playing well for Bath as well. You know, we need someone like, you know, in the centre to step up as well. If it's going to be Foxy, you know, he's had enough game time now. He's, you know, he should be fit. He should be leading from the front. And if we get that, and of course, you've got someone like Biggs coming back, then, you know, we can give teams the runaround, I think. So, yeah, I want want to see, I'm going to have a campaign for Dan um, Dan Dan to start. Um, because I, I, you know, he's been the difference with the Ospreys. Yeah, he has he, been the difference. He's been the glue, and, um, hasn't he? And what happens when the Ospreys are playing well, Sean? 
Yeah, so three, three, well, so the whales. Yeah, that that is that's true, mate. That's true. Kyle, um, quickly for you, mate. Uh, any left fielders for you, or tried and trusted? Uh, tried and trusted. Like you said, I haven't had a lot of game time with injuries, and I know you said uh, coming back to Six Nations, but just going on the 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 autumn. What was it called? The Autumn Nations Cup. It's there's no, there's no atmosphere. The games were lacking for me. All of the games across the board with every nation. So if they're going to throw people who have been injured for a while uh, straight in because they're tried and tested, they're going to be missing that atmosphere, that that massive crowd to give them that lift when they've stepped onto the pitch after you know six or eight weeks or twelve weeks out or whatever. So I don't know. There's a bit of favoritism for me with Pivac. He seems to pick a lot of scarlets. I know I can't say much because of that time where the Ospreys beat Australia when they picked 15 players for the Ospreys. So, I don't know. It's nice to see I'm throwing a lot of youngsters in and I just hope Wales do well. But we don't have a lot of ball against Ireland, so I, I don't hold much hope for Sunday. Well, it's form players for me. I'm, I'm going to go. I'd, I'd like to see Adam Beard in to help stop the Island Mall. I think Owen Watkin, I'd like to see him at 12. I think he's an Ashley Beck type figure uh, with Foxy outside. George has to play. Um, but so yeah but let's just hope Wales put up a bit of a show we get off to a good start we can beat Ireland we can beat Ireland particularly at Cardiff thanks boys been a great show tonight thanks to all our listeners followers thanks for your questions big thank you to Buffoon Media for their support don't forget next week join us on Tuesday with Ryan Jones former Wales captain British and Irish Lion and of course head of performance at WRU he'll be joining us to discuss that Ireland game look forward to the Scotland game uh, and get your questions in for us three and Ryan Jones. We'll be picking a winner to win our signed post of the Tuesday Club. Uh, we'll be picking that and announcing that Tuesday evening. But for now, come on, Wales. We'll see you next week. Wales. 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 Wales.